see so many Christians dying. They've lost their hope. There's no peace in their lives. You can't expect the world to have peace, right? They don't know God. But for us, for us that has been in this word long enough to know, hallelujah, that Jesus offers us peace. We've been teaching on the fruits of the Spirit. You remember joy, peace, uh, long-suffering, righteousness, joy, peace. And, and you know what? God has brought us to a place where we need to understand what do we have in the Lord. Uh, when you don't have peace, there's something wrong. I'm not going to say you're not going through trials and tribulations. I'm not going to pray going through. But we need to obtain the peace of God in our lives. The peace of God, the Bible says, rule the heart. That word rule, and I've always took it as an interpretation, it governs the heart. So when peace is there, God is governing your heart. When peace is there, you know there's something that's, the answers are sure. Whatever God says in this word is, is, is going to be applied. God has given us an answer, okay? I picked up this the other, today, or yesterday. We're living in a time where let me get my, 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 my verses out. All right. Well, the world is unsure. The world is fighting one another. The, the world's trying to find peace, but they're looking to it through the government. They're looking through it through religious systems. They're looking through it through man's ways, and they're not finding it. <clears throat> I never saw, since I've been born, if I can remember, a world so out of peace. Come on, somebody. Turn the television on for a little while and find out how much peace there is in the world. There's none. I talk about it a lot. I, me and Boogie look at this thing with these lot of movie stars and these people got money, Brother Allen. They got everything they need and they're committing suicide. They're famous. They have money. They can drive the best cars. They can live in the biggest houses. But they're killing themselves. They go, they, they go to drugs and they go to some of, you know, some, some of them married 10 times, 12 times to try to find the right husband. You know why? They're not marrying Jesus. That's the problem. They say, well, if I just have a lot of money, if I'd be married to the right person, if I'd be in the right place and do the right, and, 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 and then their lives are destroyed. Somebody say Amen. Peace is a word that you need to understand. It's a, it's a place of assurance. You know what I'm saying? It's confidence in what you're putting your faith in. And I looked at that and I said, man, how true is that? Listen, most of us go through trying times physically, financially. How many of you, when you're doing good, feel confident? Oh, oh come on. Watch. When the bank accounts are high... You feel peaceful. You feel assurance that things are going to get paid. My, you know, I, I, I get the right doctor. I get the right checking account, the right money. I, can, I get the right husband, the wives, and, and I can, everything will be okay. Oh, everybody does goes through that, right? <laughs> but to know that you can have assurance outside of those things. To know you can have assurance that no matter what it looks like in your life. Peace is present. My God. 
Peace when you're sick. Peace when the bank accounts are low. Peace when the children don't want to do right. Peace when the job is fixing to lay you off. Peace when money ain't coming in. Come on, Holy Ghost. That only could come through Jesus. That peace can only happen through Christ. Let me read the, let me read the, uh, the, cha- the chapter 5 of uh, Galatians, verse 22 first, and I'm, I'm going to go on. The fruits of the Spirit is love, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, Self-control, that means patience or, or, or not quick to anger or be able to sustain your spirit. <laughs> Against such, there is no law. You see, the law is not for, if you read the Old Testament, the law is not for the righteous, but for the sinner. If these things are in your life, the law is not for you. And people say, how, how could you read that? I just read it to you. Against such is no law. If a man does these things, and there's control in his life, and there's peace in his life, and there's long-suffering and patience in his life, then the law is not needed for him because he's got everything right. Brother Allen, you understand what I'm saying? You're not going to be condemned for being a liar if you're following these rules in your life. The flesh comes in and it, tell, it, it, it discourages you. The flesh comes in and, and it, it puts sin in your life and it, it takes the joy and peace out of your life. Because you know you're not supposed to be doing those things. I feel the peace leave sometimes when I'm not obeying God. Now we could go over the, they're going to have the, 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 this is the fruits of the spirit, but you need to go ahead and talk about the fruits of the flesh. Ain't very nice. And God operates, out, God operates in the spirit of his son. And these things have to operate in your life. Listen, I'm the first one to confess. Sometimes I come short. But I can't say, well, it's, everybody has that problem. No, Lenny has a problem. Everybody gets angry. No, Lenny gets angry. Come on, Jesus. Everybody's impatient. No, Lenny's impatient. Come on, you know what I'm saying? And we're too busy looking at, well, everybody's doing it. Nobody's perfect. No, Lenny's not perfect. What happens? It's because it comes back on me. When I look at that stuff, I say, God, I can't go say, well, brother Joe blow down the street. He, he has problems, but he's going to heaven. That's not Joe Blow's problem. It's my problem. My sin is my problem. Come on, somebody. My, my <laughs> flesh is my problem. Why are we always looking to somebody else? How many have done that? Yeah, but I, I, I have that problem, but brother so-and-so, he, he's worse than me. <laughs> or sister so-and-so, or such-and-such. I remember old brother, brother Willis, years ago, <laughs> he said, if you're looking for a perfect wife, you just assume die. <laughs> and ain't here. <laughs> looking for a perfect husband? You, you just assumed I, brother, I it ain't here. <laughs> You're looking for a perfect church? <laughs> Die. That's sad, but it's true. You're looking for perfect Christians? They ain't here. 
But we can't stop and say, well, I'm satisfied with that answer. No, I'm not. Lanny has to have be sure he is perfect in Christ's eye. Lanny has to make sure he's not, he's not following the, the deeds of the flesh, right? Okay. Somebody said, I sure hope you already finished with this one. Come <laughs> 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 on. Come on. <laughs> the deeds of the flesh are opposite from the deeds of the spirit. If you're going to possess peace in your life, you have to be living a righteous life. Uh-oh. Righteous life don't mean everything's perfect in your life. It means your attitude is toward God. Your attitude of prayer, your attitude of devotion, your, your attitude of assurance is before the Lord. My Lord, I feel like preaching that. Hallelujah. You remember we singing it a while ago? This is the air. You know how personal that song is? It's not, this is the air we breathe. <laughs> Come on, Holy Ghost. This is not, this is not the, 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 the word, daily word that we receive. This is the air I breathe. This is my daily bread. And it becomes more personal before you and the Lord. So when I say this, this is my bread, Lord. I know we start eating of the, of the same loaf, but it's still my bread. It's your bread. See, we look at life that way, and we look at our walk with God that way, things change. It's my fate, Lord. It's my joy, Lord. It's my peace, God. You understand what I'm saying? It's no longer... Our peace, which is true, but it's my peace. My peace. My Lord, I feel the Holy Ghost. I can't tell you to be at peace if I'm not at peace. I wrestle with troubles and stress every day. But the Lord reminded me just about every night, son, don't take no thought for tomorrow. For tomorrow won't take thought for the things of itself. Don't concern yourself with what you're going to wear, what you're going to put on, what you're going to eat. Because if my father takes care of the birds that sit in heaven in the trees every day, I said that last time, but I'm going to say it again. You know how many metric tons it takes to feed every bird in the world today? Many metric tons. But you ever seen a bird worry about paying a light bill? You ever seen a bird stressed out? You ever seen a bird worried, not worried about where his meal's going to come from next? But my Father in heaven feeds them every day. <laughs> come on, Jesus. How, the Bible says, are you not much better than a bird? If he cares for the birds that fall out of the tree, how much more does he care for you? My God, ain't that peaceful? <laughs> ain't that assurance? Ain't that sure? In the promises of God, if he doesn't care, if he cares more for a bird than you, then that's not God. But my Bible says he, he honors and cares for you more than a bird. But the birds ain't worried. The birds ain't popping nerve pills. The birds, the birds they're not worried about anything. God is taking care of them, right? 
Let me show you something. Let me get my little. I was reading this morning, and this verse came to me. In Isaiah 26, verse 3, if you're marking it. Isaiah, Isaiah 30, 26, verse 3. It says, you will keep him in perfect peace. What does that mean? Perfect, right? It means perfect peace. It means your sleep is going to be sweet at night. Come on, Holy Ghost. It means that you know God is more, more than able to take care of everything you have need of. Your faith is assurance of God's word. My Lord, I, I'm going to say that again. Your faith is assurance of God's word. God's word is your assurance. There's nothing else you need. Sister Malice, George, my mama, all of y'all sitting in here. No assurance you need more than God's word. What does that mean? If God said it, it's done. God said it, it settles it. I've watched Christians for many years. Most of y'all have been serving the Lord for a lot of years. How many are sitting here today? We're sitting in this very church, but you know more than me. Where are they at today? You mean to tell me all that time they sat, and we both sat on the men of God that preached it. Come on, Holy Ghost. Preached it. And they all amen, just like us. And they all said, praise the Lord. I can go pick some out right now that are living in sin today. I can go show you some of them. Because you know what? They didn't put confidence and assurance in the word that was preached to them. I'll fail you if I don't teach you the assured word of God. If I can't teach you how to believe the word of God, all the other stuff, the baptism of the Holy Ghost, and that's all great stuff, speaking in tongues, all wonderful stuff. If you can't have faith in God's word, all the rest of it won't work. Because everything we know about Jesus, everything we know about Christ establishes on his word. God says that's the only thing in the universe he places above himself is his word. My Lord, I feel that. If your faith's not assurance in God's word, your peace will never come. Listen to me. How many want peace in this, this church? You're going to get it because you believe God's word. Right? You're going to believe it because God said it. You hear what I'm saying? You're going to believe it because it's established from the mouth of God. My Lord, you, you, you hear what I said? You believe it because it's established from the mouth of God. So if your faith is established from the mouth of God, then you have nothing in the world to worry about. I'm so ashamed when I doubt him. I say, God, how could I doubt you? Because everything you said works. Your word brings salvation. Your word brings healing. Your word brings peace. Your word brings confidence. I can't put my confidence in man. The Bible well warns us, don't put your uh, confidence in man. Man will fail you. Don't put it in me because I could fail you. But put your confidence in God's word. 
And when you do that, the peace of God will govern your heart. My Lord, I feel it, man. If the peace of God is governing your heart, then everything else falls in place. It didn't say the joy of God. I'm going to read it to you. I'm going to read your verse in a minute. It says the peace of God. Let the peace of God. In Colossians chapter uh, 3 verse 15. It says it like I'm going to read it to you just because I mentioned it. And let the peace of God rule your heart. <laughs> it didn't say tongues. It didn't say all the spiritual things we talk about in the, in the Protestant church. It says let the peace of God. Rule your heart. If that peace is through the assurance of his word, you hear what I'm saying, little light? If that peace is in the assurance of that book you got in your hand, then that's the governing of your heart. A rule of rules, he tells you things to bring confidence. Unfortunately, we got a bunch of lying rulers today, which don't mean nothing what they're saying through their mouth. But God is not a liar. Mm-hmm. I'm a little black preacher. Mm-hmm. Oh, Lord, come on now. Somebody say amen or something. Hallelujah. Praise God. God says it. Not what Biden says or Trump says or I say or a, a, a preacher says. If God says it, it settles it. Oh, watch. Are you believing God for something? Go to his word. If it's in there, it's coming. My Lord, come on, Holy Ghost. I told a brother, you know, we were praying for Brother Perry right now. He's feeling bad. You know, I, I, you know, I stated to him and I, I sent him a text. You'll get your healing if you faint not. <laughs> right? You'll get your healing if you faint not. Be of good courage. In what? In God's promise. Come on. God said it. I, I shared with him. I said, I said, it's more personal than it's ever been because now you have to believe what he preached. Right? You could tell. It's easy to tell somebody, well, believe God. Just believe God. Well, yeah, okay, show me how. Well, just believe. Believe in what? I can tell you what to believe in. Believe in what he said. And confidence in his word. And assurance that that word is going to happen. My Lord, I know people listen to it by the internet, praise God. And I hope they, they receive it. Believe in God's word and be confident in what he said. And assurance that whatever God said, nothing God ever said failed. Nothing. Everything established out of the mouth of God came to pass. Even now, some thousands of years later, some of them old Testament scriptures and New Testament scriptures are all coming to light. All coming to light. They say for prophecies that happen in the Bible, this is the, the accurate, this is the chance of one prophecy, Brother Allen, happening. And I didn't write that. They said you could cover the state of Texas up in coins two feet thick and scratch one. And throw it in the middle of that pile. And what's your chance of finding it? <laughs> more, more one in a zillion. <laughs> but that's how, they, that's how they estimate the words of Jesus could have came to pass. 
But they all have. <laughs> Everyone. They estimate that this, this impossible for what Jesus said to happen would happen. Or the prophets in the Old Testament and New Testament. But everyone has happened. It's happened just like Jesus said it would. Oh, you want to talk about confidence? I believe in that. <laughs> One in a billion maybe? <laughs> that it might happen? What's the chance of winning the lottery? I don't play a lottery, but what's the chance? One in a million? One in a hundred million maybe? <laughs> well... You know, one out of whatever. But just think, prophecy is way exceeding that by chance. But it has happened. It's happening. And it's all happened through history. Look at Israel becoming a nation. I mean, you ever thought how impossible? All these other nations all fell. There's no Amorites today. There's no Moabites. There's no termites, whatever you call them. All them other guys. <laughs> Not termites. All these different nations have fallen and hasn't. But Israel has returned as a nation. They said it was impossible. But it's happened. <laughs> what the Bible says in the last days, God's going to gather his people together and he's going to establish them as a nation again. The assurance of God's word is real. My God, I feel the whole... I could say that over and over again. If I only... You listen to anything. God's word is sure. And who is he giving that word to you, Mom? To You. You. We, we, like I said, this is, this is a word for you. And you and you and me. See, we take it and it's like, it's, 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 if we can say that, God has given his word to his church, yeah. But he's given his word to me. Because he wants me to believe what he said. And that brings the peace of God. Let the peace of God rule your heart. To which also you were called in one body. And be thankful. One body, one person can make a difference in the church. No matter how insignificant they think they might be. You know why? Because if that person has faith in the word of God, it resonates the whole body. Come on, Holy Ghost. Listen, if I smash that little tool with a hammer, no matter how big I am, the whole body feels it. Come on. It feels it. It feels the agony. It feels the pain. It feels the weakness. But when it is healed, the whole body feels it too. When it's healthy again, the whole body is healthy. Unless some other stuff happens. <laughs> but just because of that, don't, my toenail, little toenail don't mean nothing. Go ahead. Hit it with a hammer. And see how, how significant it is. Heal it. You know, come on. The power of, 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 of one individual, one person, one person that can have faith in what God says. When the preacher don't have faith, he does or she does. When the choir leaders are singing about, the, about, about God and they don't believe it more than a man in the moon, they're just doing a show. She or he does. Come on. You can sit a thousand in one church. One that has faith can change that church. Come on, somebody. Because they believe in what God has said. And after a while, they're going to look at you and say, I wish I had faith like her. 
She talks about God like he's, he's really going to do what he says. <laughs> Come on. She talks about God or he talks about God like this thing is real. I just thought we were doing a religious thing. I just thought we were just hoping we'd make it into heaven one day. You know? We're not singing about his glory and worship. I, I just sing a song. But when she sings it, something is different. Something is different. Some, I was singing it. I'm going to be honest with you. I felt the praises of God. Listen, I, I looked up in the heaven and I said, God, did you are my air. <laughs> I breathe. You are my daily bread. <laughs> I'm lost without you. Come on, Jesus. I feel the presence. I don't know about you, but this is church, man. I feel, listen, I feel lost without you. And I sang and I said, Lord, God, I can't do this without you. I didn't say I can't do it without, I can't do it without Yvette or my mom. I said, Lord, I can't do it without you. If I backslide tomorrow, you still got to serve Jesus, right? You still got to hold to God. Let the peace of God <laughs> rule your heart. Great gift nobody's talking about. There's more confusion in the body of Christ. There's more Christians more depressed than ever. Praise God, because they're not trusting in the word. They hear the word, they hear the preacher, but Jesus said they have ears, but they hear not. You hear what I'm saying? They, have, they, 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 they worship God with their mouth, but their heart is far from him. How personal is that? Their hearts are far from him. Listen, we can dress this church up. We can fill up the mall. Let's just stay down. Let's just say, it don't matter what you believe. Just come to church. You can live like you want. You know, we'll have a social. Probably in a week, it'll be full. But I don't want a church like that. I read of six or seven, ten people that love God with some quality of their faith in their life. Then they then have a church full of dividers, God-haters, people that just want to feel good in their sin. We don't need that. A little leaven, leaven the whole lump. What is leaven? Leaven is something you put in the bread. You put it in there and it swells the dough. You let one little piece of leaven in the church, it'll swell to sin. I heard a story one time, and I'm going to tell you that. Listen, as a pastor, i got to be sure that I can give you a word, okay? I'm not here to make a show. If you're not willing to sacrifice your life and be a living sacrifice, get up and go out that door because you're not going to serve God. I'm going to be honest with you. If you're not willing to surrender your life fully to the Lord and allow Him to change your life and trust in what He said, you're wasting your time. That's hard preaching, but it's the truth. You're wasting God's time. Listen, I'm not perfect, and I have to repent a lot sometimes because of my attitude. But I'm not quitting. You hear what I'm saying? Because it's where the heart is. That's where your treasures will be, right? Where your heart is, that's where your treasures. Where's your heart at, Yvette? Where's your heart at, Mom? Where's your heart at? It's on Jesus, right? It's where your heart is. That's where your treasures will be also. I feel the, listen, that's, that's where peace comes from. There's no assurance that when you die or when the rapture happens, you're going to be with Jesus. Right? That's my hope. I want to hear him say them great words. Well done, good and faithful servant. 
Welcome into the joy of the Lord. Listen, if you let this world bring you down, it'll bring you to hell with it. Hallelujah. Don't let it do it. Don't care. Listen, whatever's going on in the world today, turn that junk off. Praise God. Whatever's falling apart, you don't have to be. It's not my world. Hallelujah. My world's with Jesus. My peace is with Jesus. My joy is with Jesus. My long suffering and patience is with Jesus. My love is with Jesus. Let the, let the, let, let the uh, peace of God rule your heart. How do you get that peace? Assurance in God and faith in his word. Boy, that sounds simple, huh? I thought getting peace is going to church. And that's all good, but that's not, going, that's not the peace I'm talking about. I thought if I get peace if I got a lot of money. I heard a preacher say that, brother. Listen, I'll tell you, that man ain't even saved. So don't tell me you get peace if you don't got no money. <laughs> then, then I'm in trouble. <laughs> Seriously. Don't. You got to have money to have peace, he said. That man ain't even safe. And he's got a church full of people, Brother Allen. They're throwing money at his feet. He's running up and down on checks and dollar bills. Well, no more than dollar bills, probably hundreds and hundreds of them. If you don't have no money, you don't got peace. My peace is in Jesus. If I die broke, I'm still going to heaven. Come on, Holy Ghost. Come on. If I die, if I have to die sick, I'm going to heaven. Hallelujah. Come on. If I got to die, die with, uh, with life around me falling apart, I'm going to heaven. Praise God. Because my peace is not what I see around me. It's in Jesus. Hallelujah. It's in Jesus. My peace is in Jesus. Somebody say, my peace is in Jesus. Hey, Amen. My faith is in Jesus. My assurance is in his word. That's good. <laughs> Come on. First seek the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness. And then everything else you want shall be added unto you. People first seeking the things and the money and the fame before they got the kingdom. It don't work that way. Peace is in God's assurance. Peace is in God's word. I'm going to sound like a broken record, but I got to get it in there. Praise God. It's got to go in your heart, your heart. Praise God. Peace is an assurance of God's word. Don't never put that book on the shelf and let it collect dust. Dust is the worst enemy the Bible ever had. Come on. I like that old song. Dust in the Bible. Dust on the holy word. The words of all the prophets and the sayings of our Lord. Come on. That's what hurts the word of God. Put it on the shelf and let it collect dust. And you'll die and go to hell. Come on, Holy Ghost. You might not agree with that. If that word is not put in your heart, praise God, that assurance is not put in your heart, you will not go to heaven. Come on now. There's never going to be any peace outside of God's word. Never. I got the Holy Ghost. You ain't got the Holy Ghost without his word. Oh, the Spirit of God moves all over me. I said, when the last time you picked it? Oh, I, don't, I don't read it every once in a while. You don't have the Holy Ghost. I know people listen to us on the internet. They can get mad at me all over. They can do whatever they want. Without that book, without that assurance in that word, there's no Holy Ghost. I don't know. I don't ever read the Bible. And I feel the Spirit of God. No, you don't. You can't feel the Spirit of God without knowing what that word says. Because it's going to be another spirit. Come on. 
Come on, Holy Ghost. You go with that modern-day preaching that they got out there? Praise God. Listen, it ain't going to happen. It's assurance in God's Word. So I got assurance. Somebody said, I got assurance in God's Word. I got peace in God's Word. I got peace not in Coda Homes Fellowship. Somebody say, my peace is not in Coda Homes Fellowship. It's not in Brother Lanny. It's in Jesus, right? Well, you don't sound like you want no glory. No, I don't want no glory. Praise God. I got time, time for that junk. Seriously. Listen, I'm getting old. I got to preach while I can preach. Got time. You follow me one day. Follow me around one day. You're going to find I ain't perfect. I do get upset. I do get impatient. I do get agitated. <laughs> See, Janice has been rebuking me lately, and I've been agreeing with her. You're right. <laughs> we were talking about big people this morning, and I said something. I said, well, the one person, he said, he got big feet. I said, he's not the only thing big on him. <laughs> and Janice had to rebuke me, and she was right. She not I told her, you're right. I said, I got to change that attitude. You know? Flesh sometimes come out. <laughs> come on, somebody. Come on now. You know, Jesus made it very clear that in, in, in this life, you're going to have trouble. Most of going to be your own family. Right? Me and Jesus, that's because some of our biggest problems right now. <laughs> and you know what? <laughs> we have to say, I said, Janice. I said, God doesn't like us thinking like that. <laughs> God doesn't want us saying that. We're not, not listen, we get agitated. I, the peace of God is a million miles off. All we can think about is us. What I need, what I want. Oh man, they said that about me. Blah, 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 blah. I'm starting to realize just how useless and how harmful that is. Did I disconnect me? No. All right. Oh, you can steer him. <laughs> My big mouth puts more of the enemy against me and defeats me than anything else. And the Lord says, Lanny, stop. Look at it. I man, you don't know how they, you ever got in that spirit? It's their fault. It's their fault I'm like I am. How? If I got victory through Jesus, how can I let somebody destroy my faith? Must be a very weak faith. <laughs> Come on. Come on, Holy Ghost. It, it must be. Listen. <laughs> if God said it, I shouldn't have to worry about what anybody says. Right? My assurance is in God's word. Right? My attitude and how I act depends on what I've read in this book. Come on, Jesus. Hallelujah. I stopped myself and said, God, I should never say that. God, I shouldn't have went that way. God, I should never have done that. Come on. Why? Because the seed is in your heart. That seed is the word. Because that seed brings correction. That peace that rules your heart will tell you you've sinned. Oh, I thought peace was just a wonderful thing, brother. I, I thought we'd just feel good all over in the goose bumps or chicken bumps or whatever you call them. 
flowing all over us. Goosebumps are not in the Bible. Oh, oh, oh. come on, Holy Ghost. <laughs> I never saw goosebumps in the Bible. I saw the feeling of God, the presence of God. It feels like your hair is sticking up behind your neck. Oh, yeah, I felt that, but I never, I, and you know, goosebumps pop out. But there's no such thing as goosebump gospel, right? You know what makes me feel worthy? Of, I mean, not worthy, but feel right about worshiping God is, is when he says something. When he, I, listen, I was joying myself this morning. I was worshiping. I was worshiping. Come on, Jesus. I wasn't worshiping people. I wasn't worshiping this church. I was worshiping Jesus. <laughs> My Lord, I feel the presence in it. It was such a wonderful feeling. I could feel him. I could, I could feel, I could see him almost. You know what I'm saying? It's like, like I knew he was receiving my worship. As a sweet-smelling Savior in his nostrils, the book of Revelation says, when the Lord received the prayers of the saints, right? My God, I don't know about you. I'm looking forward to having that feeling multiplied forever one day when I'm going to be with the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. Ooh, you can imagine having that feeling all the time. Every second of the day, every uh, uh, decade, century after century, millennium after millennium, the same presence every time you open your eyes. Man, there he is, praise God. Ooh, what a day it'll be. <laughs> Listen, I don't want this world when I think about that. <laughs> Listen, they won't be worried about who's going to be president. They won't worry about the economy, that won't be how you got to pay your light bill or what, what, whatever. It's going to be Jesus all the time, every minute. So when you happens in your life, when you worship him, take advantage of it. When you feel his presence, put your hands up. Say, Lord, here I am. Because feed on that, praise God. That'll bring the peace of God. Ooh, I could preach. <laughs> Ooh, I could preach. Uh, listen, close your Bible. I'll just read you some scriptures, okay? Oh, what a good God we serve. What a good God we serve. I say, what a good God we serve. These things have I spoken to you. Who? Jesus. In John chapter 16, verse 33. These things have I spoken to you. That in me, <laughs> you may have what? Peace. What, what, what? Jesus said, I sto I, I've spoken this to you. For what reason? That you may have peace. He's given you the word for what? That you may have peace. He showed you what, he needs, what, what you need to know in that book. So you can have peace. Peace. Peace is assurance. Peace is knowing that whatever God said, it's going to happen. And God said he'd heal your body. He didn't lie. I know people get sick and stuff. And there's just time. There's everything under the sun. There's a season. People go meet the Lord, okay? But for a Christian that dies, they die in peace. I love to hear stories when a man is facing his last bread. And the, you know what the final words out of his mouth? Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved the wretch like me. I once was lost, my God, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. My God, don't you feel that? Don't you feel that? <laughs> Don't you feel that? I, listen, I feel it, man. I feel it. Because I'm excited about it, Yvette. 
I'm excited about what Jesus is doing in my life. I'm excited about meeting him one day, grabbing those nail-scarred feet and just bowing there for a few hundred years maybe and just worshiping, worshiping at the feet of Jesus. Hallelujah, worshiping at the, at the throne of Christ. What a day that's going to be. My Savior, I will see. When I look upon his face. Come on, Jesus. Save me by his grace. What a day that's going to be. When I'll meet with him one day. And all the cares of life you'll take away. I don't know the rest of the next line, but hallelujah. What about a place where it's going to be where there will be no death. There will be no hospitals or funeral homes to see. Hallelujah. Worship every day for eternity. I just made that up. <laughs> Hallelujah. Worship every day for eternity. But you know, you don't have to wait that long. It could happen now. Come on. There is a spirit in this church today that God is trying to teach us something. Where we're at today is in the presence of God where there'll be a multitude of peace. The salvation of our soul, the worship of our Savior, the peace of Jesus. My Lord, my God. Let me read this to you. In, in, in Philippians 4, 9 says, The things which you learned and received and heard Learn, received, and heard. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the way. What have you learned and received and heard? And saw in me, talking about Paul, talking about himself. These do. And the God of peace will be with you. The God of peace. You do what, I, what Paul's preaching, his, the gospel. He says he was a perfect example. He was in prison. Preached, wrote most of these, these uh, epistles. In a prison cell. But he can say, whatever you see in me, do. Because he gave his life eventually after, for, the, for the, the gospel. He gave his life for the gospel. They put him in prison one time for him and Silas for casting a demon out of a, a witch, a fortune teller. And listen, man, I feel the presence of God. Locked up in a dungeon. In a cold, wet, stinky, sewage dungeon. They didn't get up to go to the bathroom. They had to use it there. Where, where pests and lice and fleas and bugs and everything was crawling in there. It wasn't a holiday prison like we got today. They didn't have no pin. I went to prison one time to preach. They all had some pool tables and pin machines, big color TVs. No, come on, sir. You're supposed to be in prison, man. I said, what is this? And all of a sudden... The prisoners, I can, and I could picture in my mind, I'm not going to close. I could picture in my mind all these prisoners in despair. They're, they're, they're facing death. Their lives have ended. When you went to a dungeon and a prison back then, you, you just some, your life's gone. They're going to kill you or something's going to happen to you. They hear a little voice singing in the midst of the prison. Paul inside. And I'm not saying this, what is it? Victory in Jesus, 
my Savior forever. He sought me and he bought me through his redeeming blood. I saw him and I knew it. What's the rest of it? Right through it. Victory in Jesus. We need the cleansing blood. Listen, and that old prison starts shaking, man. The Holy Ghost falls in there. And all of a sudden, all them prison cells flew open. The man that was guarding him was, came in the, and he, he was going to kill himself because if a guard would let a prisoner loose, they would kill him. So don't touch yourself. Everybody's here. We're having church in this cesspool. <laughs> Come on, somebody. We're having church in this prison. Hallelujah. But you can have church in peace and rejoice in wherever you are. Praise God. These men were in prison. They were facing death. But the Holy Ghost came in. And they worshiped God. I'm not telling you we're not going to have to die before Jesus comes back. I wish there's people all through history. Has been dying for the gospel. But we could do like Paul. Says, I can look up into heaven and I can see uh, Stephen. I see my Lord sitting on the right hand of God, his father. And they gnashed on him. They went to him and they bit his flesh off. They gnashed on him with their teeth. And he prays, God, hold not this sin to their charge. When somebody does you something, do you pray like that for them? God, don't, don't hold it to their charge. They don't even know what they're doing. You ever pray for your enemy like that? You ever, or you hope, God, I hope you just strike him right now. Strike him down. Or do we pray like Stephen or the Lord, the Lord Jesus? Hold not this sin to their charge. When a man could pray for his enemies and ask his God's blessing on them. That's peace. That's knowing that he's been forgiven. And he's been washed in the blood of Jesus. One more story. There was a man that owed a certain king a lot of money. If you read your Bible, you know I'm telling you your story. And he went to the king and he had owed him, I don't know, millions. And because he didn't have nothing to pay, and king saw that he was truly repentive, he said, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. You don't owe nothing. The king was going to sell his wife and sell it. Back then, they would take your kids and sell your kids and put you in prison until you pay the debt. The king said, no. He said, I'm going to forgive you. You don't owe nothing. Go. You're free. Can you imagine that happening to you? You might owe, owe, owe a, a half a million dollars in debt. And all of a sudden, your creditors call you and say, forget it. You don't owe me anything. Your debt is paid. <laughs> and this man got out of that, from that king, and he, he runs, and he, he's, he's probably singing, ha, victory. And might singing, singing worshiping the Lord. And all of a sudden, he sees somebody owes him $20. <laughs> and he goes, and he says, pay me my money. He said, oh, wait, let, 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 give me time. I'll pay you. He says, no, I ain't giving you time. Threw him in prison. A man who just forgiven millions of dollars of debt wouldn't forgive. My God, somebody owed him 20 bucks. <laughs> he threw him in prison. 
for $20, brother. <laughs> I'm saying 20 but 20 bucks. He would not show a peach of mercy when he was given so much mercy. Wouldn't forgive. And the, and, and the king found out, he, he threw him back in prison. He, he said, I forgive you all that debt. And when you can't forgive your fellow brother, the debt he holds? Watch. When you look into your face of your enemies and say, he don't deserve to be forgiven. Don't forget what you was forgiven of. Right? When you can do that, no matter what somebody has done to you, that shows there's a peace in your life. That you appreciate Jesus and what he done for you at Calvary. Something happens inside of your heart. I don't know about you, but it does something for me, okay? No matter what it looks like, you wouldn't give a little bit of pinch of mercy when God showed you so much mercy. How many of you would be here if you wouldn't have got saved? Probably be burning in hell today. I would. Because God would have done judge me already for my wickedness. But because of Jesus' mercy, because he offered so much, he read, and gave so much that I don't have to go there. Stop and think about that. The great debt that was paid for you. And I stop and say, Lord, no matter what someone has done, you've forgiven me of so much. If your enemy thirsts, give him water. If, he, if he's hungry, give him food. By doing that, you heap a coal of fire on his head. So how could he give me water and food when I've done so much to him? There's a lady, and I saw her testimony. There was a man that killed her son, murdered him. My God. She went, and she, she was at the trial. They put him, gave him life in prison. And the Lord told her, you go meet that man. And take him as your own. She went. <laughs> looked into the face of the murderer of her son. Says I forgive you. She led him to Jesus Christ. And she took the murderer of her son. As our own son. We nailed Jesus to that cross. We murdered him. Our sins nailed him there. But God said I'll send. I'll forgive you. For murdering my son. Because if you look at it that way, we our sins put him there. We're guilty. He died for your, your sins and my sins. Then he says, Now I'm going to take you as my son or my daughter. Come on, holy. <laughs> you stop and think about God took you when you nailed his son to the cross. I didn't nail him. Yes, you did. Your sins nailed him there. But he, he gave you his grace and forgave you of so much of a debt. Now he's taken us as his sons and daughters. The same murders, the same sins we have nailing our Lord to that cross. Stand up a minute. Praise God. I'm going to let you go. The fruits of the Spirit is peace, one of them. My, my thing about it is that you'll never get peace till you accept God's word and accept his son.
as the only hope and the only joy you need, the only answer for your problems. Christ came to give us peace. Are you at peace today? Do you really know the peace of God? You walk out this building and say, nothing else matters. I'm putting my complete trust in your word. Whatever you say is established. And let that stay in your heart and block all that other garbage out. (laughs) Say, God, from this day on, I'm going to believe you. I feel a piece of sin. Because <laughs> nothing else matters. I look at the way men run things, and it always brings division and more trouble and more anxiety and more, you know, it, it tears us down. If I've got to sit down and listen to this garbage we call news, how the world is a strife with one another, and they're fighting each other, got bombs aimed at each other, got to obliviate anything on the planet because they can't get their way. How many of you know your way is not the most important thing in life? What you want? Come on. We got the peace of God because God says he is God. And his word is established. I got healed today. I got blessed today. I got, I got peace today because God says it. This church can't go. I told you a while ago. This church can't go anywhere till we establish that. People are going to come in them doors and they're looking for an answer. And they see you all mixed up and fighting one another and, and, t- and, and gnawing on one another. They won't accept God. God, you, you might be the one of the biggest hindrances they have to accepting the Lord. If we're not in unity and love and, 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 and faith in God. Somebody comes to you and I told Boogie that the other day. I said, what is your faith in, son? Somebody comes in. What do you put your faith in? If it's not in what God said, then it's not faith. You might have wishful faith. You think you got faith. But if it's not in what God said, you don't have faith. You come to church to hear what? A word from the Lord. To strengthen your faith. If you come into churches to be religious, then, then you're just wasting God's time. I had to learn that, y'all. Seriously. I'm, I'm even now learning that. If I'm coming to church just to say I'm coming to church and, and, and doing a good deed, but you're wasting God's time. If you're not coming to church to establish the God, word of God in your life, if the word of God is not your faith, if your faith is in the preacher or in the church or in you know the denomination or whatever, whatever you, you, you put your faith in, then you don't have faith in God. I look at so many things. You know, uh, at one time in the church, if, you, if, if one would get a divorce, it was considered almost an anathema, a curse. Now they got church, people neck and neck with the world getting divorced, husbands and wives getting divorced. When the Bible puts a very limited strictness on a divorce, and I'm using divorces, but uh, at one time you looked at the church on how to keep your marriage going. I know he's claiming to be, he's not a preacher no more. He's even not even in the church no more. He said he, he was married five times, but he was going to show people how to stay married. I said, how? <coughs> show people how to get, stay married? 
Come on, somebody. You got five wives. It's a habit to him. <laughs> He's going to show them how, people, how to get married, how to stay married because of all the failures. I don't want to listen to you fail. You tell me how you had victory. I don't want to know how you failed. I want to know how you, you overcame, right? The Bible says the husband, the deacon, or the, the, uh, is to be the husband of one wife. I had one, one guy I heard, I'm going to tell you who he is because you, you ain't going to believe me. He said, oh, that means if you have one wife at a time. I said, what? <laughs> so, so if you, you choose to get married for a year and get you another wife, then that's okay with God? You can still be preaching? No, you, that man don't need to get saved. Not one wife at a time. Husband of one wife. I know divorce happens sometimes and it's trouble in marriages. And women especially get more abused than men. I know me and Jan used to go to that abused women's clinic and preach. Man, I saw some with some beat out, some, some eyes all bloodshot from the husband. I mean, things. Uh, listen, I wouldn't tell a woman to stay in there unless she wanted to. I mean, let the husband get saved first before you go back. Because you're, you're not a doormat. But you still have a, a devotion. To that, to that person you made a commitment to. But anyway, I don't want to get off in that. <laughs> All I'm saying is that if God established something, who are we that we can change it? Listen, I don't tell nobody. You, you sit back and listen to preacher after preacher, the modern preacher. How much they contradict God. First, they won't mention sin. Sin's a taboo in the church today. They won't say nothing about sin. We don't want people to feel sin conscious. Well, if there's sin there, you need to tell them. And we, we're not going to make people feel like they're dirt and they're this. They, 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 you know, we want everybody to be motivated. One of them said, I'm a motivator. Hey, you're right. You ain't a preacher. We have to know what's coming out behind the pulpit. All right? If you see me do something or say something, don't tell me. I'm learning, I'm learning right now more than any time. I want to know. If I can't back it up in this book, then I'm not worth... Uh, if all I'm preaching, it doesn't line up with the scripture, then I'm not worthy to, to preach, all right? I'm not worthy to share God's word with anybody. But if I believe that God's word settles it, and there's assurance and peace in his word, then I'm going to keep preaching. <laughs> I'd much rather you see you Believe God's word and have assurance and peace in it than speak in tongues. As much as I believe speaking in tongues is wonderful. Don't get me wrong. I'd much rather you say, God, your word is sure and I'm going to stand on it than get water baptized. As much as I, I think water baptism is wonderful. I'd much rather you say, Brother then I'm going to believe God. That shows me where your faith's at. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this morning. Lord, I pray that your word would be alive in our hearts this morning. And that through your word, Father, we build peace and assurance that we can find fruit in our life to stand on your word. And Lord, today as we dismiss, I just pray we, we worship you this week and, and serve you. Help us to find trust in you, Father. In the name of Jesus Christ.